By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim... Hey, what's going on and how are you? You're tuning into 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. Episode 80, the big eight zero. Holy smokes. I didn't think I'd get here, but we made it. Inside joke. Anyway, um, I appreciate you guys rocking with me today. Don't forget to go to 2010minutes.com for all your 2010 minutes needs. Uh, it's not 20 TI minutes. I've been getting a lot of requests for interviews, and they all say like the standard like plug and play for an email. It's like, hi, I'm a big fan of your minutes, TI minutes. And it's like, did you guys even listen to the podcast? I appreciate it, though, when uh, people reach out to me for an interview. It's pretty cool. And I got a couple of great ones lined up this week. I have Johnny Crowder, or if you want to pronounce it correctly, it's Johnny Crowder, uh, lead singer of the band Prison, uh, suicide survivor, survived like a, almost a plane crash. Uh, dude's an absolute badass, and he owns this company called Cope Notes, which you can learn more this Thursday, tuning into 20 Tim Minutes. Don't forget, I got interviews every Thursday. I'm back doing interviews. Had to take a huge break from those because they were killing me. Um, Happy Pride Month, by the way. I think I missed that a few times, but we're still doing it. You still see all the companies changing their logos for just one month. I guess that's kind of cool. Whatever. Uh, as long as uh, we're getting awareness for Happy Pride Month. So to all my LGBTQ plus friends and fans, if I have any, hope your Pride Month's going well. Uh, update with a the therapist. We're taking a week off. He's going on vacation. I was thinking about giving him the <laughs> what about Bob treatment and just show up wherever he is and ask him questions. It's been going well, um, figuring myself out a lot. And uh, I came to the realization I do not like being alone. I don't have a good time doing that. Um, I waste a lot of time when I'm alone. Um, I don't get nervous per se, but I just I feel like I can't get anything complete when I'm alone. I waste a lot of time on my phone, dicking around. I can do so many more things. I can work on the podcast. I can go mow the lawn. I can go see a friend, family, anybody. And I don't know why I don't do it. I just get too lazy in my own right. But then again, I just don't. I don't like being alone. And I'm definitely like super dependent. I realize too, um, which sucks. Because I know I'm dependent. And I'm not really that independent, which it, it might seem. I put on this persona that I'm very positive And I know what I'm doing. And I have my shit together. I don't know what's going on. I am just faking it till I somewhat make it. And I know I'm not going to make it, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to try to get there as long as it's a little bit of making it. I had a hell of a night the other night and I went on a rant on Twitter. I had a pretty manic episode when I got home from work. I have not been sleeping and I'm going to talk about the, the combination of ADHD and insomnia, but man, I got home and everything just hit me. I was like, I was tired, like the house was a mess, and I realized I'm a mess, and then I just started to spiral. I was like texting Lindsay, uh, like I was texting her like it was a Tarantino film where like I was talking about one thing, and then I was talking about another thing, and then I'd go back to the first thing I was talking about. Like it wasn't in, in order. It wasn't in chronological order whatsoever, and it was absolutely nonsense, and by the time I was going to go to bed, 
I pretty much apologize for everything I wrote because that's what being manic is like. And uh, I made sure to go on Twitter and do that because I like to show people what it's actually like. I always feel weird being like, I should videotape myself right now because I'm having a terrible time and people can see it. I just can't pull myself to do that. But I wanted to talk about how my manic episode was going because I just needed to get it out. And I pretty much just said I was manic. Um, I was having a tough time with myself. I didn't want any help. I felt like doing that, I feel I want attention and I don't. I just want to bring attention to mental health. And I think that's where I'm kind of lacking in my career of podcasting. I feel like I'm missing something. I'm missing it. I don't know if I should make a TikTok account or I should uh, be more like doing zany things on uh, videotaping myself with having these attacks, manic attacks or panic attacks, whatever you want to say. But it's not fun, guys. I know sometimes the mania can be fun and uh, people like it because I'm like a big child. But then there's the bad side of it that's just like uncontrollable. Even if I know it's coming or it's happening, I can't get out of it and I don't care. That's what sucks about it. That's what sucks about being manic. And uh, yeah, it just wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all. And I was very depressed by it after, which is the way it goes. It goes from one end to the other. That's what being bipolar is, is getting bounced around like a game of Pong. I played Pong not too long ago. I was up in New Hampshire, played Pong. That game still is tough. You can't really run the table in Pong. But there's obviously somebody out there that like knows the physics of Pong and they beat everybody and they just don't make it fun. I don't like record holders of video games. They just don't make it fun. Like, I don't even want to play. And I'm a big, I'm a big player. Uh, so I was looking into this, the ADHD insomnia combination. Um, there's a couple things I read about, and it's kind of, uh, kind of interesting because I've been having trouble sleeping really bad. I've been getting home from work, and I'd be tired. I would go to bed, and then I'd wake up at like 2 a.m., and I'd be like wide awake. And I'm like, what is going on? So I'd force myself back to sleep, which is a weird thing to say. You force yourself to sleep. How? You just lay there and close your eyes. So you're going to be like, I, I need to sleep, which keeps you up if you got to keep saying that you need to sleep. You know what I'm saying? So then I would wake up at like 5 a.m. and the light would be bright. I'm like, oh, it must be like 10 o'clock. Nope. Nope. 5 a.m. So I'm not getting any sleep. My sleep schedule sucks and uh, I'm not having fun with it. I think that's what led to my mania episode. McCarthy mania. WrestleMania, McCarthy Mania 9. That's what I'm dealing with right now. But we have the four different things that go with the ADHD insomnia. We got the circadian, which I had to look up to pronounce before I did this because I want to be better with pronunciation. And Google is the best for doing it because they give you like a robot voice. The circadian rhythm, uh, also known as the body's biological clock, is our natural sleep and wake cycle. People with ADHD often have a different sleep and wake cycle than people without ADHD. Awesome. Um, meaning they may ha have naturally feel more alert or tired at different times. For example, many people with ADHD describe themselves as night owls. Who? Um, remember that analogy? Who? I always like that uh, thing. There was like a TikTok and it's like a bunch of like those like, um, like shock heads. And I was like, all right, guys, one of us is here is a secret owl. And it's like, who? I don't know. But and he like looks over at him. That's a funny skit. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sorry. Um, so they do their best work late at night. I feel like I don't. Um, 
Since we typically expect people to sleep at night and be awake during the day, this forces people with different cycles to go to sleep when their body's natural rhythm wants them to be awake, causing sleep difficulties. So that makes a lot of sense for me because I am all over the map. Uh, my work schedule is 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. So that's like right in the wheelhouse. So I have an hour drive home. I get sleepy. The second I get in my house, I'm like, boink, I'm a wide awake. Right now, it's 1.33 a.m. on a Tuesday morning recording this episode. So you can see I'm very night owl-ish. Uh, then there's hyperfocus. People with ADHD have a tendency to hyperfocus on preferred interests and activities, causing them to lose track of time, which always happens to me. That's where the dependency comes in, or not the dependency. That's what happens when I'm by myself um, because I'm not independent. And uh, I just waste time. I absolutely waste time. Um, when they are caught up in one of these activities, they may not realize that several hours have passed and it's very late. Yeah, that's on me with my phone. Uh, time blindness refers to difficulty correctly processing and sensing the passing of time, especially during periods of hyperfocus. An individual with ADHD will not notice how much time has passed since they have slept, causing sleep to fix. Yeah. Cognitive hyperarousal. Ooh, hyperarousal. That's probably not what you think. We often think hyperactivity from ADHD as running around, fidgeting, or being able to stay seated, which is kind of, I feel like with mental health and mental illness, a lot of people have similarities. And I don't think everybody has mental illness, but I feel like people can have the attributes of certain mental illnesses, but it doesn't mean you have a mental illness. So I feel like a lot of people are fidgety or unable to stay seated. However, some people with ADHD experience experience cognitive hyperarousal or racing thoughts and difficulty common in their brains. This can lead to daydreaming, ruminating, and overthinking when they lie down and go to sleep. Yep, that is me to a T. Capital T-I-M minutes. T-I minutes. Um, but yeah, this is exactly why I'm having bad sleep and uh, I need to get on a better sleep cycle. And I don't know what I can do because I didn't really look into it. Um, it is, it is tough and I need different ways to fall asleep. I, like melatonin doesn't work. Um, and I know like that my options for treatment are therapy and medication. I can talk to my therapist about it, even though he is on vacation. Um, I got to revise my sleep routine, uh, track my sleep, stuff like that. But I'm too, I'm too stubborn to even do that. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, I'll figure it out. And I'm not going to figure it out. Um, which sucks, but what are you going to do? You're just going to lose sleep and just be crazy and manic for the rest of your life. Um, so being dependent, again, I'm pretty open about it now because I'm learning things about myself with therapy. And I give you it, I keep it 100, 100 with me. Again, I share about 90% of my life with you guys. The other 10% is absolutely fucking nuts. And uh, I don't want to get into that. But for the most part, um, I am open for you and I, I like being very real. I like being authentic. Um, and hopefully you guys agree with me on that. So if you don't know what dependent means, it's pretty much the opposite of independent. Uh, you typically end up relying on your partner to meet nearly all needs. When you experience distress, you might look for them immediately before trying to manage your emotions yourself. Feelings as if you can't live without your emotional support can suggest your relationship has veered toward an unhealthy level of dependence. That's like a little bit like me. I think a lot of the issues I have is like, getting things in order, like cooking. Cooking kind of sucks. You know what I mean? You cook for like 30 minutes to eat in like five minutes. I don't like that. I'm not a great cook and now I got to learn how to do this. 
obviously I've been open about this. I'm going through a divorce, so I got to learn about being independent and I'm doing my best because I don't want to rely on anybody. Um, so it is good that I, I realize this and I can get better with it. And I know a lot of people uh, are dependent and it can lead to depression because you that's what I do. I waste time. I sit there on my phone because I don't like being alone because I'm too dependent. And I try to find things online or talk to people online or, or anything like that. And I just got to like get up and do stuff. Like I want to go to the gym. I've been gaining weight. This time, like two, three years ago, I was a buck 42. Like I was in training mode. I weigh 169 right now. I'm a little dude. I've been called the short king. I don't know what that really means, but I guess it's a good thing. So I've been trying to get back into shape and I just can't do it. I know I can, but doing all that work again is just, it just seems so fucking exhausting. I just need to, so if I do that, I know if I ate better, drank more water, worked out, I would sleep 10 times better. So hopefully by episode 90, you will see that and I can be back in my like fighting weight. Um, but yeah, I'm a little guy. Shouldn't be 169. If I get to 170 and above, boy, am I going to be pissed. Um, so another, other um, symptoms of it is an idealized view of your partner of their relationship the belief your life lacks meaning without them, the belief you can't find happiness or security alone, a persistent fear of rejection, a constant need for a reassurance, which I do all the time. I need reassurance for everything. Like if I have plans for like a Monday, I'll text you two weeks beforehand, making sure it's still on. Then I'll text you the day of. Then I'll text you, I'm on my way. Is it still cool that I come? I do that with everybody. Feeling of emptiness and anxiety when spending time alone, your boy. Uh, needing them to Build your self-esteem, confidence, and self-worth, which I'm really working on. Um, my confidence is getting a little bit better. My self-esteem is getting a little bit better. Feelings of jealousy and possess possessiveness, not me. Uh, and again, like if you have issues with anything, just because like some of the traits don't pertain to you doesn't mean that it, that isn't you. Everybody's different. Everybody handles things differently. Uh, difficulty trusting in their feelings for you. I, ha <laughs> I have difficulty trusting myself at times. Um, but the good thing is there are options to overcome this. Again, I've already realized it. You got to be honest with yourself, which I am. You got to be comfortable with your emotions. That's uh, I'm getting better with that. I'm talking about being manic. I'm talking about being depressed, talking about being alone. So I think I'm getting that. They always say meditation. I do not know how to meditate and I kind of don't want to. I feel like there's other things I can try to do. Uh, spending time in nature, which I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to be going camping with Jacqueline uh, coming up. And uh, I can't wait because I'm not an outdoorsy guy. I'm a city boy. I'm not an outdoorsy guy. I don't like bugs. I don't like being wet, cold, all that shit. Spending time on your own, obviously. I got to take charge of my life. I got to keep going. I got to spend time with friends outside of my relationships. Um, exploring my interests, which I'm still trying to figure out what interests me. The podcast it wears me down a lot, and I need to take a break from that. I love doing the podcast when I'm when I'm done with it. Um, but yeah, I need to find some more interest, like doing jujitsu again or knitting. I'm a, I should take up something random like knitting. I did download a part um, an an app to learn sign language, which I did do sign language classes, an introductory one. And there's one that is bipolar, and I know how to do it. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm doing the sign for bipolar. And I walk around just doing it. I'm like, hey, I'm bipolar. I'm bipolar. Um, I just made myself dizzy. Uh, making time to relax and uh, practicing self-care. So, yeah, those are some things uh, we can do to uh, be less 
independent, uh, which I'm trying to do. Um, and then I looked up some more things on WikiHow. WikiHow is funny or WikiHow where it like tells you to do stuff. I remember one time I looked one up and it was like how to kick a door down. So I know how to kick a door down. You get to kick it right near the knob and you can boot that thing right down. So they say get to know yourself, make your own decisions, set goals for yourself. I think my goal is just to not feel like I am dependent, um, which is going to be hold hard. Hold. It's going to be hold. What the fuck are you talking about, Tim? Meet your emotional needs. Uh, I can't rely on somebody for comfort or violation. Maintain my own interests like that. Learn to love yourself. I would love to love myself. I like myself at times. I get really frustrated with myself. I don't think I would like hanging out with me. Um, it seems like not many people like to hang out with me. Um, I got to take responsibility, which I am. Uh, set boundaries with my partners. Stand up for yourself, which I kind of do, and then uh, talk to a medical professional, which I need to talk to my therapist more about when we uh, link back up because uh, I'm obviously having troubles with this. And we're dealing with so many other things. So when he gets me in a meeting, he pretty much tells me or asks me like what I want to focus on because he breaks me down in parts. He's like, this is uh, dependent Tim. This is uh, manic Tim or this is adolescent Tim. And it's like he he breaks me down in these little specific roles. And uh, he's always like, oh, what would this Tim say to that Tim? And I like that a lot because I'm always like pre- uh, uh, past Tim always screws over future Tim and present Tim has to deal with that shit. And it's kind of funny because um, I've always said that and it is funny because it happens all the time. Future Tim always gets fucked. And then present Tim's got to deal with it and clean it up and past Tim is just like, eh, they'll deal with it. It's okay. I am sweating in the cat closet. It is that time of year where I'm wearing sleeves. And yes, I have the right to bear arms. Um, get it? Um, so yeah, um, big video game guy here. I used to, I'm actually losing interest in video games. I, uh, I used to be a big video game guy. I was a Nintendo friendo when I was a kid. I wanted, um, a video game competition called Kung Fu and I want a free super Nintendo. And then I did it again. I was like seven years old and I beat the bag out of people in that game. I had the high school and then the next year I played super Mario brothers, super Mario world. And you couldn't go into a level twice. And some kid did, but the ref didn't see it. And I was too nervous to say something. And he beat me. And I'll never forget that. And frick that kid. But I was reading this. Video games have potential to boost children's intelligence. See? That's why I'm kind of smart. A new study found kids who spent more time playing video games showed above average intelligence upon follow-up. <laughs> TV watching and social media did not appear to impact intelligence. Levels of participants... While some measures assess intelligent, there can be limitations with such tests. So kids should be encouraged to engage in learning at all levels. It's, it is good because I feel like a lot of video games have puzzles and you got to learn them and they, they secretly put puzzles in there that you have to figure out. That's what I liked about games is you got to figure out why you're losing. And there's always that thing where like if you take a break, your mind is still working on it. So when you go back to it at a later day, you like nail it. So you like you figure it out. I learned that with jujitsu. If I couldn't hit a move, I would take some time off. Then I'd go back and I would hit it. It's like something in our brain that works out. Maybe I'm like super intelligent or something. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to me each week. And this episode flew by for me. I had a bunch of notes to talk about. Again, I got Johnny Crowder this week. Go to 2010minutes.com. Also, go to 
20minutes.com, submit your questions. I can give unsolicited advice that I'm not a professional. So here we go. I got one from Anthony with the We Have Issues podcast. They are my boys. Um, they're creating a comic book. Uh, so Stevie and Anthony, go check them out. When is it healthy or smart to date after a big breakup? Holy shit. Is this, uh, is this relevant right now? Healthy? You got to feel it in your gut. And I know that sounds cliche, but I think it has to deal with almost like dependent almost because you don't want to be dependent on somebody else that soon. I think once you get your life in order and you're feeling good and you're getting your shit in order, like you got to get your shit in order first before you get somebody else into that. Because if you're chaotic right now and you bring somebody in on that chaos, it's not going to be good. So I think that's the smartest way to start dating in a big breakup after is giving it time, making sure you're focusing on you, you're getting things done, you stop crying in a parking lot of like a Chili's when you're thinking about her or him or them. And uh, yeah, so take your time, make sure you're good, make sure you're ready to put yourself out there. Then you set up a little Tinder profile, you put your little fish profile photo hoping up holding up a fish i guess that's what the guys do my favorite is like when the girls do that stance where like their legs are wide but they're turning behind themselves so they show off the goods i always i always think that pose is funny i do that pose all the time i get junk in the trunk myself but thank you guys for checking out another episode of 20 10 minutes you guys are awesome um Hopefully this summer I get some more viewers. I am struggling a little bit with the podcast. I wish it was a lot uh, better and bigger than what I'm presenting, but I got to stop being so negative because there are people that enjoy this podcast and I really appreciate you guys. Um, and I still have hats and merch to buy, 2010minutes.com. Can't say it enough. Download my app. Talk to me. Email me at tim at 2010minutes.com. You can text me. I totally forget the number, but it's going to be in the show notes and it's going to be on the, the video. But thank you guys so much. I love you and have a good. Hey, hey, are we clear? And we're clear. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.